Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, Episode 265. This week we're talking with Daryl Templeton about the importance and value of audio Bibles. When they actually hear it in their heart language, it doesn't have to go through the brain. It goes straight to their heart. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. We provide ways for you to hear a message, make connections, and take action. I'd like to mention that if you're interested in launching a podcast, if you'd like to get your voice out there, I would be glad to help you. Send me an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. This week is a bit of a monster episode. Not only do we have our featured segment with Daryl Templeton of Mega Voice, the makers of the solar-powered audio Bibles, I also have a listener request. We're going to have an update from Brian Thompson. Both of these gentlemen, both Daryl and Brian, are focused on making the Bible available for people who really need to engage in Scripture and, in many cases, can't read. We've got some great conversation around that. Before we get to that, I'd like to say a quick welcome to Barbara, Hugh, and Karen who all, all recently connected either on Facebook or in the email newsletter. If you'd like to connect as well, engagingmissions.com is the place to go for that. You'll find links to all of the social profiles, a way to sign up for the email newsletter, a way to subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcast app. All of that is at engagingmissions.com. Before we get into our featured segment, I'd like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Love Never Fails International. They have an opportunity that you might want to take advantage of. If you have a longing to see God at work up close and personal, this might be just for you. Coming in December 2019, Love Never Fails International will be taking a trip to India. On this trip, you'll have the opportunity to do some pretty powerful things. Things like providing kid jams that are like vacation Bible school, playing games, teaching English, helping with homework, reading to children, and sharing God's Word. These trips are ideal for individuals, groups, and families. Every skill level is welcome and can be used for the glory of God. If you have professional skills in things like photography, videography, chiropractic, or specific ministry talents, make sure that you let them know so that they can use those talents. And they really want to make this accessible to you, so much that they've found a way to reduce the cost by $1,000 as compared to last year. You can find out more information at engagingmissions.com slash lovetrip. Would you take a minute right now to pray about this and see if God is moving you to join others like you? And visit engagingmissions.com slash lovetrip to find out more. And a huge thank you to Love Never Fails International and their support of the Engaging Missions Show. 
All right. Today we have with us Daryl Templeton. He is the chief partnership officer with Megavoice. He was born in Brazil and he's been working in mass communication since 1987. He's done things like managing Christian and TV radio stations. He's also fluent in multiple languages and is passionate about making God's message universally accessible and helping the church to fulfill the Great Commission. And I do want to mention if Megavoice sounds familiar, that's because they've sponsored several months of the Engaging Missions show. So we've been talking about what they have going on, and I'm really excited to get to connect with Daryl today as well. So, Daryl, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Brian. It's it's really a privilege to to join you and to get to share a little bit about what God is doing and the small part we get to play in that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so jazzed about this. And, you know, when we were praying before we hit record, I... I mentioned that I had some notes, but then I asked that God would guide our conversation. When we were talking, you just really kind of surprised me by sharing that the deaf is probably the largest unreached people group. Can you share a little bit more about that? Wow. Yeah, Brian. So Megavoice has been known for its audio Bibles, and we are the most popular audio Bible in America for the blind and the visually impaired. But a couple of years ago, we were challenged, well, what are you doing for the deaf? And so we started looking at, well, what would a deaf Bible look like? And then we started conversations with two other ministries. One is the Deaf Bible Society. That app, Deaf Bible, is is the most popular app right now for the deaf. And then also door ministries for the deaf. And those two ministries, starting talking with them, they're really involved in doing the the translation and the videoing of the translation of the Bible into sign language, American sign language. Mm. But they needed a player. That would be a deaf Bible. So it's going to be, of course, like a tablet and that they can actually see the scripture in their language. And, uh, you know, we know scripture says that faith comes by hearing. And the word hearing there really probably better should be translated understanding. Mm. So, you know, the, the deaf can understand, but it has to be in their language. And this has been a large segment of the world's population that kind of has been, have been really left out because their language is, it's not just you know, teach them to read. Well, English, written English is a completely different language than sign language. That would be like telling you or I, well, if you really want to be a Christian, you got to learn Greek really well Um, (laughs) because it's, you know, it it is a complete other language. So yeah, we're excited. Um, So working with these ministries coming up with a tablet. So there are translations now going on in some 40 of the top 400 different sign languages around the world. Wow. Even India has several different sign languages. Different regions have different sign languages. Uh, China, same thing. And on and on it goes. English in the United States and English in Britain, we can understand each other quite well, but not in the sign language world. It is a complete different language in the UK compared to sign language in American Sign Language. So anyway, it's a fascinating field for us, and we're very excited about this. And so our solar-powered, solar-rechargeable, dedicated deaf Bibles, um, we're excited about being able to get that. And so we appreciate prayers for that as well. But So it's uh, a ministry that has been 
focused on breaking the silence for those who can't read is now really trying to break the silence for those that are deaf so that they can actually see the scripture in their language. Yeah, man, this is great stuff. As you're talking, I'm, I'm reminded I'm going through a book right now on the history of missions. And one of the things that really stuck out to me about some of Europe and Asia as we go into like the second and third centuries, one of the things that kept the church connected to actual doctrine and and strengthened the church was the access of written scriptures in comparison to some other places where they didn't have that. So I appreciate that you're, you're doing this to make this available. This is, this is a huge deal. And I know that you know that, but as people like me, we need to be reminded that this is a big deal. As I think about Mega Voice and what you're doing, I, I wonder if you could share just a little bit more about your solar powered Bible and, and what that is and how it works. Well, we've been around around 30 years. So the technology was way ahead of its time. I mean, we were doing solar powered audio Bibles a decade before MP3 players were available. Wow. So that's kind of little mind shaking. And so, yeah, it, to be able to have a Bible and audio, about 80% of the world does not read. So again, fortunately, faith comes by hearing, not reading. Yeah. So now the sad, this is a sad statistics. Okay. According to the United Nations, there are about 20,000 languages that are dead or alive that they've counted. Of the languages that are alive now, there's about 13,000 languages that languages and dialects. So it's enough difference there. So that between the two, so 13,000. Do you know, Brian, how many of those have a written text of the Bible? I honestly have no yeah. idea. Only about 580. Wow. So when you look at that, I mean, that is, uh, what, 5% of the world's languages have a whole Bible in their language. As far as the New Testament now, it's closer to about 1,400 languages have a complete New Testament. There are translations going on now in about 2,300 languages, but still, it is a large number of people groups that don't have God's word in their language. And so that's the first step. But Megavoice gets to come alongside and partner with the Bible translators. We actually work with about 83 different Bible societies and, and Bible translation groups. Once the translations, the New Testament or portions or the whole Bible are available, then those are recorded, and then we can start making them available around the world. So our passion is to be able to get God's Word so people can hear it and understand it and engage with it. And then, of course, our prayer is that they will be transformed by the power of God's Word in their lives, their families. And we know that really you can't have discipleship, which we're called to go into, make, go into all the world and make disciples. And what? teaching them whatsoever things I've taught you. Now, how are you going to do that if you don't have God's word? So that's fundamental to be able to fulfill the Great Commission. We have to have God's word in these languages. And we know the promises throughout Scripture, Revelation 7, Revelation 5, Matthew 21, that at the end, around the throne of God, it is going to be represented of every tribe, tongue, and nation. So every language is going to be represented there. And it says, and then the end shall come. 
So our goal is to help the church, capital C, fulfill the Great Commission. Man, I I love that. You mentioned you work with 83 different Bible translation groups or societies, different different groups like that. That leads me to believe that Mega Voice is not a small organization. I know that we're probably <laughs> all familiar with groups like the Gideons, but Mega Voice, you're you're working with a lot of people. So what is what does the organization look like? Yeah, we're really small. Probably okay. one of the best kept secrets. There's really only about 20 of us. And the reason we're able to do a lot, so to speak, is all because of partnerships. We are, we're not the ones doing the translation in very few cases. We're not even the ones doing helping with the recordings. Now we are, we have gotten into recordings because there's just such a huge demand and many languages that have the print, but no one's doing the recording. So we've gotten into the recording side. Speaking of which, if someone would like to make a donation so to pay for a recording so that a whole nation, a whole language group would be able to have God's word in their language. That's just a wonderful way. My wife and I, I mean, personally, not saying this to brag, but this is just something that we want to do. And we've helped pay for a couple of languages to get mm-hmm. the recordings done so that, can you imagine a whole nation for the first time are able to hear God's word in their language? Let me just tell you one quick story to tell you the importance of this. Um, We were involved with getting a recording done in Uganda. This people group had the Bible translated into their language back in 1986. In 1986, they finished the translation and they printed 5,000 copies. Hmm. Now, back in 2012, they still had over half of those Bibles still sitting on the shelf. Wow. And this is for a people group of several million people. So, you know, we're talking, you know, a a small nation of people. And all these Bibles, only about 2,000 some Bibles had been distributed. Once we released the audio recordings, within about three months, the remaining Bibles, people, they were gone. And they were looking at having to do a reprint. Wow. Because all of a sudden now, there was, they could actually start hearing God's word and then it became valuable to them and more people heard it. And then they wanted to have a copy for themselves. And it's not unusual for someone to be listening and following along with their finger. And in these places, it almost then becomes a literacy tool Hmm. as they hear and then can see the words on the page. So it's not an either, or it's a both and the power of God's word so that, I mean, cause that's, I mean, God loved yeah. us so much that what he sent the word first John, I mean, uh, John chapter one, verse one in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And so he is the word. He is the, the ultimate uh, expression of God's love. And so when we can share that expression in in a language that people can hear and understand uh, that's, it is powerful. Tell you another quick story. Just a, um, I met a man in Malta and he was from a North African country. And I asked him what his, his heart language was because his English was excellent. And he says, well, um, you know, I speak Arabic and I said, well, but what's your heart language? He says, well, I'm a Berber. I said, yeah, but what's your heart language? He says, well, I'm from the Kabylie people. 
And I had just about a half an hour before received the Kabili audio <laughs> and had downloaded it. And I, I got so excited. I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, I've got a Kabili New Testament here in audio. I just got it. And I turned it on. You would have thought someone shot this guy. I mean, he just crumpled. He just crumpled to the floor, fell on his knees, just tears streaming down his face. Here he's a, he's a doctor, a gentleman. He's fluent in seven languages. But when he heard God's word for the first time in his heart language, it just undid him. It just broke him. And then it broke me. I mean, I was, I was on my knees crying <laughs> with him. I mean, it was just such a powerful, emotional. And I've seen over and over again, when people hear God's word for the first time, you hear comments like, I didn't know God spoke my language. They'll just like lose track of time and they will sit there for hours just listening. And there's something that happens that when they actually hear it in their, we call it mother tongue or heart language, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to go through the brain. It goes straight to their heart, straight mm -hmm. to their spirit. And, and they can understand that in a deeper way, you know, lost in translation. That's what really happens in many of these places. And it would be the same case for you or, or I, Brian, if, you know, to become a Christian or to be a good Christian, we'd have to learn French or Mandarin or mm -hmm. Greek or Hebrew. I mean, it would just be very difficult for us. And even once we mastered that language, it still wouldn't really speak to our heart like our heart language. Anyway, yeah. forgive me for rambling on this, no. Brian. Go ahead. No, this this is great. And you, there, there's so many things that are sticking in my head as you're sharing this. The, the first one, and I really want to hit on this because we don't really know exactly who's listening right now. We know that there's going to be a few hundred people, but maybe there's somebody listening right now who just heard, hey, there's a chance that I or a group of people that I know might be able to provide the Bible for an entire nation or a, an entire culture by doing this, what, what would they need to know in order to, mm. to partner in that way? Well, um, pray about it, first of all, and see if this is something that God would have you do. The, the cost to record a New Testament in a language runs between about seven and $10,000. And there are a lot of New Testament translations that, you know, are, are out there and haven't uh, been recorded yet. We've got about 43 of them lined up right now that need funding and that we're going to try to be, you know, getting scheduled and getting recorded. So that's a huge need. Now, for the whole Bible, the cost can run between 20 and maybe upwards to $30,000 just because of the time, the studio time and yeah. the mastering of, of the audio. So yeah, it is a sizable gift or contribution. But when you think, wow, I'm going to be able to, for years to come, this will be the first Bible that these people will be able to hear and understand. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I know that some of the people who listen to this are missions mobilizers or missions pastors, perhaps people who do have a budget and maybe have a heart for a particular area. And maybe they've even got a missionary in that area, but they didn't know that there was the ability to make a Bible available. So I want to make sure that we know that. What I've also heard is that when one person gets a Bible, 
there's a good chance that more people are going to benefit from that. Can you share a little bit more about what happens when somebody gets one of these Bibles? Yeah, it is in um, India and Africa. They are very communal and it's very community oriented. And we've done a little bit of not scientific research, but just going and seeing and asking. And it is not unusual that upwards to 200 or more different people will be engaging with one mega voice player in a given month. So um, 200 different people, either on a monthly or weekly basis, are listening to a mega voice player. Now, that's wow. now other countries are a little more, they're not so community oriented and they're not doing it in groups mm. and that kind of thing. And so it'll be maybe like in the Arab world, it's it averages about 10 people will listen to one player. So, like one family unit. So, um, it is the most cost effective way. So, for instance, in Africa, let's just do Africa because yeah. we did a little kind of a survey in Uganda. In Uganda, they kind of estimated that one out of every 20 Bibles was read at all. And that was usually by one person once a week. Wow. Okay. So it takes 20 Bibles to reach one person one day a week, partial. Wow. And that's all right. So now how many paper Bibles would it take to reach 200 people? If my math is right, that's 40,000. Yeah, it's either 40,000 or 4,000. So it's, it could be four. It's a lot more. <laughs> so when you think, yeah. So the cost effectiveness of one audio Bible is is incredible in, in these places. And of course, then there's all other kind of benefits. I mean, first of all, faith comes by hearing, not reading. <laughs> Secondly, they don't have to have electricity. It's a lot of our pastors in Africa, during the day when they have daylight, they are busy going here, there, uh, traveling, ministering, visiting, getting from one location to the other mm. and doing just the daily routine stuff. So at night, when they do have time to really, let's say, have some quiet time and read God's word, guess what? No electricity. And even if they had electricity, many of them can't read. I mean, I've visited pastors in Africa that bless their hearts. They've got a Bible, but they're holding it upside down. They don't even know which way is up. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at a pastor's conference and I just, this is early on, this is back 15 years ago when I was still trying to understand all this thing about orality and, and oral learners and the pastors, um, I made a reference that, okay, turn to your, your Bibles to first Corinthians chapter 10. And some of them didn't know if first Corinthians was before Matthew, if it was in the old Testament or the new Testament. And these are the pastors. Hmm. And so my heart just, that was, I was really, a, man, we have got to get, you know, more mega voice players out here to raise up the biblical literacy, to raise up the understanding of God's word, the promises of God's word that are for them that they never knew before. They're passionate, they're zealous for the Lord, but you can only teach what you know. And so many of these, I mean, really didn't know a lot. And so now with, with God's word in audio, there's really, we've got so many pastors in Kenya, in other words, that uh, they're even blind. They lost their eyesight because of cataracts or because of fever or something and, or infection. And for a while there, I mean, 
they remember scripture or they'll have someone read them, mm-hmm. but now they've got a Bible for themselves. And some of these pastors have complete books, the book of Romans, book of Galatians, Ephesians, completely memorized. Wow. And uh, it's amazing to, to hear these guys. Sometimes when they're preaching, it's hard to tell when it's, they've transitioned from quoting scripture and when they're preaching. I mean, it just is such a part of their life. And they've heard the passages over and over so, so often that it's, it's totally become internalized. And that's, anyway, it is very exciting. And the power of God's word, we, we know it never returns void. It will mm-hmm. always accomplish what it was sent out to accomplish. And so to be able to be a part of a, of a small organization that is out there trying to help um, more people to be able to hear and understand God's word in their language is just a real blessing, honor. And it's just, a, I'm just uh, overwhelmed sometimes that, wow, I actually get to do this full time. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. One one of the things I'm wondering, because, you know, when I want a Bible, I hop on Amazon, I order it and it shows up next day. How do Bibles get to where they're going when, when you're involved? Well, there is no one way. Let's okay. say kind of the most of the time, either an organization or a church, let's say a church is going to go on a missions trip to Haiti. They will call us up and they said, hey, you know, we're going to be ministering to 60 pastors in Haiti and we want to take an audio Bible for each of them. So that's what they'll do. And they'll, you know, so we'll get that order put together for them, ship it to them. And so when they go on their missions trip, they're going to go down there for 10 days, 12 days. They'll take these down. And when they're meeting with the pastors that they're helping, then they'll distribute them. Other places, it's a little more complicated. It's difficult to get things in. Um, thinking back, we just had, we uh, did an order for uh, a mission group going to South Sudan, and they wanted a thousand audio Bibles for in Sudan, Sudanese Arabic, which wow. is a dialect there. And unfortunately, when we processed the order and shipped out those units, the language, that was the computer they clicked on was Sundanese, an extra N. Oh no. And so, which is a language from Indonesia. So we got a thousand audio Bibles into South Sudan with an Indonesian language that no one could understand. And so that's, so we fortunately uh, worked through the ministry organization, got the correct audio to them, and they were able to, with our help, and uh, be able to correct units in the field. So it doesn't, you know, there is no one way. Many countries, they have to be hand carried in just because of customs and difficulties. We have the honor of working with some ministries that are working in in some very, what we call creative access locations, where, Mm -hmm. you know, having a Bible is a prison sentence or, you know, worse, uh, go into labor camp. And to be able to provide a little electronic device, it doesn't look like a Bible. And in a couple of these places, you know, it's, it's, it's a solar-powered radio. But, hey, it also happens to have the Bible on it, too. And so the neat thing is that, you know, to be able to provide God's Word in some of these creative places. So most of the time, you know, we'll ship to uh, the countries that are easy to ship to, those that aren't so easy or where there's a lot of 
corruption in the trying to get things through customs, it's probably better that they be hand carried in. And so a mission team or people that are going can put these, you know, in their carry on. I've carried as many as 460 in my little carry on suitcase. So that was plus change of clothes. And uh, so that's the carry on that will fit in the airplane, right? So 460 of them in there, you would never be able to do that with paper Bibles. Yeah. Yeah. It just, so they're, they're small, they're fairly lightweight and the best way sometimes is just carry them into a country. Wow, that that's that's pretty incredible. I didn't expect to <laughs> to, to to go there, but I, I appreciate you sharing that because that's I, I think that speaks to the importance of of what you're doing. I remember talking with a, a previous guest about how he was involved in taking Bibles to some places in Asia back when he was in high school and some of the challenges that went through went with that. So I appreciate that. One of the questions I think people might be wondering is, especially in a place where access is restricted or creative, why wouldn't you just have an app for a smartphone? <laughs> at best, at best, according to surveys, a popular app will reach 2% of the population. Wow. The popular ones. Okay, so you're going to talk, okay, let's let's go to a place like India, right? First of all, these apps are made for smartphones. And in India, only 16% of the of the cell phones are smartphones. So you're telling, you know, basically 84% of the people, I'm sorry, you can't have access. Hmm. Another thing that we find is that cell phones just are not great discipleship tools. There's too many distractions on a cell phone. And so there's only a few places that we've really found that cell phones have really worked. I guess kind of the thing I would maybe equate it to would be, okay, let's say if we put your Bible in the middle of Sports Illustrated, (laughs) like every third page uh, a little scripture passage. Now, how would you, you know, going through that, all the distractions, the advertisements, and it would make it really hard for you to concentrate on God's word. Well, that's kind of the way it is when you're doing an app on a cell phone, because the cell phones are for commu- communication. People will text someone and they'll, you know, send them a, a column or a message. And then what? the audio that they were listening to or they were engaging with God's word, it's gone. Boom. And it's kind of like the parable, the the seed that falls on the path before it can take root, the bird comes along and snatches it away. And so the importance of having a dedicated device, we find that cell phones are great for evangelism, but haven't really uh, worked well in many places as a discipleship tool. No, I, I appreciate you sharing that, especially as a, a North American. I think it can be really easy to forget that not the whole world is like what it is here. And I can definitely speak to the challenge of trying to watch or listen to the Bible while some, you know, it's texting, because it seems to always know when I'm doing doing something and interrupt me right then. It'll be quiet the whole day. But when the when it comes to Bible time, that's the time that's a challenge. Exactly. So, exactly. One of the things that we try to teach and instruct people that are saying, okay, well, we'd want to use cell phones. Was one, first of all, what we find is where it will work as a discipleship tool, there has to be training and instruction. And part of the training is, okay, if it is Bible time, you turn your phone on airplane mode so that you're not going to get distracted. So, you, it's, you know, this is 
this is now going to be my Bible time for the next 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Put your phone on, on airplane mode. That's part of the training. And then training them as to, you know, what to do, how to listen. And then, then the importance of accountability. So where you have someone that says, okay, um, you know, you know, study Mark chapter five this week. And when we get together on Friday, let's talk about it. So when there's that accountability, then it really works as, as a discipleship tool. But if you don't have those things in place, you know, training, teaching and accountability and relationship, we really don't see it working well. I mean, there's always, there's the exception, you know, the, out of the hundred thousand Gideon uh, Bibles in the hotels, there's the one that, you know, is at the right place at the right time. And God uses it in a wonderful way, but I'm saying in general, it's tough. Uh, As you said, you know, all the distractions and, it interrupts what you were listening to. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you laying that out because I, I think that sometimes that discipleship can be the part that we forget about, right? We think, well, I've given them yeah. a Bible, yeah. so I'm done, right? And- right. No, <laughs> no, that's just the beginning. Access, access is definitely critical and it's like the first step, but the Great Commission is to go and make disciples, not converts, not any denomination, not people raising their hand or walking an aisle or whatever. It's make disciples. And I think many times we forget that's what we're called to do. Yeah, uh, that, that's good. If somebody's listening right now and they're liking what they've heard, they're connecting with Mega Voice, how, how could they best begin to partner with, with you? Well, wow, there's, there's so many ways. First of all, pray for us. Pray for God's word to go forth. That would be first and foremost, the most important thing that you could do f- for us as a team and, and our families and, and the work that God is allowing us to do. Pray for us. Secondly, buy an audio Bible for yourself. Try it. Have you ever, I challenge people, have you ever really listened to God's word all the way through? It only takes about 80 hours to listen from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation. Only 80 hours. So if you are doing, you know, a one hour commute, like I do many times, you know, 80 commutes and I've gone through the whole Bible. Hmm. So I challenge people, if they've never listened to God's word, do it. And maybe, you know, you have someone in your sphere of influence who is visually impaired, have dyslexia, or do a lot of time driving in a car. This, an audio Bible would be perfect for them. Wonderful gift. Maybe they're supporting missionaries. I cannot think of a more important tool to give missionaries and or if you're going on a mission trip beside your passport. I think taking Mega Voice audio Bibles is the most important thing to take besides your passport. You know, because most of these places that we go, we don't know the language. And, you know, we're going to be there 10 days and then we leave. Well, to be able to leave behind a Bible that they can hear and understand for years to come long after we're gone, that's that can be very powerful. So buy an audio Bible for yourself. Contact us at info at megavoice.com. You can go to our website. You know, you can connect with us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram. That helps. It gets the word out and you can see uh, messages, interact with us there. Then support. If maybe you don't need an audio Bible, you're totally content with having the Bible on your phone. Great. Use it. But if you would like to make it possible for others, your gift is tax deductible. You can send a gift into Mega Voice International. 
your gift of any amount will help others to be able to have God's word. Tell other people about it. You know, if you've got someone coming, visiting, um, I can't think of a church that wouldn't be helped by having a few mega voice players in their library. Let's say, for instance, someone is shut in for a while. They've had an operation or are sick. They miss church services. They can have God's word on a mega voice player, and the church can provide the whole Sunday services available on uh, on the mega voice player for that person. Really, while they're gone. Yeah. So just you know, put the put the audio on a little micro SD chip. Take that little micro SD card with the Sunday service. Plug it into that the mega voice player, and then they can hear the service that they missed. So we've got some churches that are doing this for the elderly and the shut-in that because of health or or you know, difficulties, they can't drive and come to church anymore. This is a way that they can still feel part of the church. They get to hear the announcements, the special music. And then when they aren't listening to that, then they also have their Bible that they can tune into and do their daily reading. Another cool thing that we have that's quite popular is our daily bread. So you have a daily devotional, our daily bread, right there on your player, along with the scripture, the Bible. So anyway, lots of ways that people could uh, engage with us, hundreds of ways. So um, whatever fits <laughs> the, them best, you know, if it's just a young person, they don't have a lot of funds, well, pr start praying for us and let other people know about us. Follow us on Instagram. And then... Um, missionaries let missionaries know because a lot of missionaries i'm surprised still they don't know that even mega voice is available so let them know and i appreciate you know engaging missions just to be able to through this podcast i'm hoping that we'll be able to let some missionaries know that hey this is a powerful tool that's available to you and for your people yeah def definitely one one follow-up question i had for you because you suggested that we Pick one up, try it out, see what it's like. I know you have multiple models. Is there one that you recommend for somebody who just wants to try their first audio Bible? The simple, the most simple, easy player, it's just an audio Bible, would be the Envoy 2S. And it's just a straight up audio Bible. Uh, few buttons you can scroll and you can do book chapter and go through the verses forward and backward and you can find your place and has, you can bookmark um, when you finish listening of the day or when you have a favorite passage, you can bookmark that so that when you turn it on, that's where it will start. That's the probably the, the simplest, easy player that people can start with. Up from that, if people would want to do two languages, then I would encourage you to get the, the dual. The dual is the world's only bilingual audio Bible. So uh, where you've maybe seen a Bible that has on one column English and in the other column another language. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we do in audio so that you can instantly go between two different languages. So if you're listening in John chapter three in English, you hit the button and you're in John chapter three and whatever the other language is on the player. And this comes in very handy for people that are wanting to study uh, a language or trying to learn a language. And so that's just another cool way to do that. If someone is wanting playback speed control, then I would recommend uh, the Ember or the Elite. 
the Elite has some really nice features in that it has the flashlight, it has playback speed control, it has FM radio. So if you'd like to listen to Christian radio, you can do that. And then also have your audio Bible on there. And you can do multiple Bibles on that player as well as teaching. So we have a lot of people that like J. Vernon McGee. You can have J. Vernon McGee, five years of through the Bible, right there on the player, along with the Bible and teaching or the discipleship training. We have like 10 different models. So for young people, I would say probably the companion player is the most popular. It's earbuds only. It's smaller. It's about the size of your thumb. It's just a great little player you can take jogging with you, or if you're on a treadmill or or anywhere, it is not solar powered, but it is rechargeable like a cell phone. So you just plug it in and recharge it. All of our players are shock resistant, heat resistant up to 150 degrees. So they're made to last on the mission field. So um, for the young people, I would say the companion player is probably the best one for them to choose. Wow, that's that's quite a list. For those that are listening, we will have links for all of this available in the show notes so that you can check it out. I, yeah. I would encourage you, if you haven't, go ahead and check those out. I'm, I'm After we get off this call, I'm going to check one out and see if there's something that I can try out as well, because I, I want to practice what I preach. And I think that the listening to the word is is important and is valuable. Well, Brian, for you, I would recommend the Elite. Okay. Because on there, you've got a recorder. It records like a cell phone. So it's, you got to sell. So if you're out and about and you get this great idea, you know, for a podcast or, oh man, I got to ask this question. Well, instead of trying to find a note to write this down, just hit the record button and you can record yourself notes right on the player. So that's why the, the blind, the visually impaired really love this player because, you know, they can take down their shopping list or someone's phone number, take all that information and just put it right there on their player as well. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for taking the time to connect with us today to share about Mega Voice. I really appreciate it. I'm sure that you've been waiting with bated breath to find out whether or not I picked up one of the Mega Voice audio Bibles, and I'm happy to report that I did. I picked up the Envoy Series 2 Elite, just like Daryl Templeton suggested great piece of hardware. I really was happy to check that out. Uh, solar powered, all that stuff. Flashlight, great piece of hardware. And I also want to mention, because I talked about this being a bit of a monster episode, I could not have planned this better. Back in, I think, December or January, David, and you know who you are, David, requested that I get an update from Brian Thompson, because with all the changes, he was just interested in hearing what was going on in Brian's life. And the timing of this couldn't have been better to talk to Brian after having talked to Daryl, because Brian's focus is also on making the Bible accessible for people who can't or prefer not to read. So great update, great time with Brian. I'm going to cut right to that right now. We're connecting with Brian Thompson, who's been with us a couple of times already back in episode 122 and 205. And since we last talked, there's been a lot that's happened in his life. And so we had this request to get a quick update from him. So, Brian, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Brian. It's really good to be with you again. Oh, this this is absolutely my pleasure. So I alluded to this. I, I know that since we last talked, a lot's changed. You've left the UK and you're a bit of a nomad now. You've retired your podcast. And I think there have also been some changes to your ministry. So can you kind of catch us up a little bit in what's happened the last year or so? 
we've had sort of rather remarkable changes uh, in our lives. We were not expecting them for at least two years after my mother had passed away, which happened at the beginning of last year. We thought we'd be around in the UK at least two years, sort of tidying up and sorting things out and getting ready to move again. But the Lord really had begun to change things anyway before my mom passed away. And we had this real sense that Dora for All had completed its real purpose from way back in the beginning when we had attempted and endeavored to really make orality go right across the body of Christ. And we'd, we'd really seen a, a, a real take-up in a lot of areas and a lot of different missions and organizations. And with a, a growing demand on my training, storytelling training side with Simply the Story, I was finding less and less time to deal with such things like updating my website. Mm-hmm. So it really was it, it was it was time to to lay that down and uh, and the Lord really spoke to me had been speaking to me for about a year about it and essentially felt okay this is it and it was really uh, backed and supported by others and uh, some folks in uh, the God Story Project have started a, a sort of sequel if you might say hmm. and, and now developed a new podcast called the Heart Pocket Podcast which is sort of uh, kind of linked into what Storyful was and, and is building on that. So um, that that sort of was the, the initial change. Then, of course, with my mother passing away, my girls had all left home around about the same time mum had passed away and just after that as well. Suddenly, my wife and I felt um, we were, you know, free and of a bunch of responsibilities and commitments that we had had that uh, tied us to really mostly to being in the, in the UK. So um, we came to this point and uh, we thought it would be two years before we would head out because we have an overseas calling. But then the Lord began to, to, to move and to change things a lot faster than we expected. And I had quite a quite a remarkable moment with him uh, one night and uh, I took it to my wife and we both felt like the Lord was speaking to us that this was time for quite a radical change in our lives. You mentioned that your 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 wife was part of this decision. As I understand it, she's traveling now with you, I, I think, full time, and that's a, a bit of a change. Is that right? Yes, she had she often been with us in the past. Well, sometimes had been with me in the past. However, obviously, with my my mother's needs and and so on, um, and also our girls. They had, you know, were living and based in home, and they just needed a lot of. There was a lot of responsibility there, so um, she was not able to come out as often as we we liked. And my trips were always limited to one or two weeks, which was, which was fine. And so from doing effective, you know, workshops of one and a two weeks long, but we really felt like there was a need for for something deeper. And so now she's with going with me, and it's really exciting being able to be out together and working together, especially right now in Latin America, because our first first language is Spanish. Yeah. So it's been really it's been really thrilling. Yeah, I, I bet that has has it has it opened up any new opportunities? The two of you being together, I think it has. It it, it may seem pretty devastating to some, you know, not having a home. And traveling overseas means we don't have anything back in the UK to be looking after or any bills to be paying back there. 
uh, with regards to housing and, and so forth. And it, it's been tremendously freeing in that side. Of course, it's got its, <laughs> it's, got its scary side. Yeah. But, you know, um, on the other side, we are just so blessed by being able to be, you know, freed from that and literally to roam wherever he indicates that we should be going. It's been very, uh, very much a blessing being able to live and spend more time in people's homes. And, and that will increase because we're still kind of transitioning. We're, st- we're still actually f- fulfilling commitments because my, my calendar was about two years ahead. Wow. Uh, each time, you know, commitments were two years ahead and one month, every month doing something somewhere. And so we picked up those two commitments. I'm working one, one here in Ecuador with about three workshops we're doing and then two workshops up in Guatemala, which is coming up next month. And then that's kind of it. Then we move into this longer term investment uh, in countries, which is which is what we're we're moving into right now. Yeah, that, that's that's really cool. As you've as you've stepped into this season, I, I would suspect that there have been. You've already mentioned a number of things that have changed, but have you begun to see God working on your behalf in different ways? Yes, it, it really has been quite amazing. Just in the way He's been looking after us, providing for us, and and just you know homes and houses and different yeah. places at different points. And I mean, we're we're actually overwhelmed. Uh, I mean, that's really, I'm using that word, uh, you know, I mean, really without, not not exaggerating at all. We're pretty overwhelmed about the fact that wherever we're going, when people people kind of look at us and sort of say, wow, you know, scary. And they sort of feel like they have to kind of almost mother us <laughs> and protect us and help us. And they say, you know, if you want a home, we've got one here and this this is your home in what, and then just, you know, name the country or in the States, name mm-hmm. the state uh, or name the county in the UK. We've got all these people who've just offered us their homes and said, this is, you know, hey, whenever you need a home, come here. And it's it's been really quite overwhelming to have that kind of love and and friendship and and support from around uh, literally around the world it's been been amazing so yes that's that's been one one particular and and just i'm really enjoying the the ministry although we haven't really gone into the longer side yet we are doing longer trips out than this one has been the longest trip we've ever done out from the uk and we're already seeing just the effect of that is is much longer with people, more opportunity to go deeper in discipling people and and just investing in people's lives, and that has been thrilling. And just doing it with my wife, I mean that that's that's been wonderful. Yeah, um, it's always been little snippets in the past, but now we're just like side by side, and we just go out together and do things together, and it's it's fantastic. It really is such a privilege. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love hearing ab- about that. Th- this came in from David. He was he was asking about orality, and he's wondering if you found any keys that you can share that would help people understand the usefulness and the need for storytelling. Yeah, I really have been amazed at the way that storytelling grabs the attention there's just something about a story being told that really connects with people. It makes them sit forward in their seats. I've seen children rooted to the spot, unaffected by or undistracted by things going on around them, which would normally cause them to be distracted. Uh, It's just been stunning. And I think this last week, 
seeing that in a workshop where young and old of this particular tribe group that we've been working with, a people group that we've been working with that have were just rooted to the spot by the stories uh, that were told, deeply impacted by them. And just it, 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 it's, it's just something I, I was looking at, taking pictures of them right up close, and they didn't even look at me, whereas before they would make faces and cover themselves and so on. They were just completely distracted by the story. And I think that is, is one of the things that has always, always stuns me about storytelling, as well as the deep work that seems to go on. Um, we had Kichwa Lady, who was just deeply torn inside uh, by a story and deeply affected by it. it, was at the end in prayer, was sort of groaning and sighing and crying and tears were pouring out of her at the time just because of the way the story came to her and the way that it deeply met an area of rejection and also conviction of sin. It was, it was, it was beautiful to see and really quite stunning. Well, I love that story. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, as we begin to wrap this up, a couple, couple of uh, questions to close out. One question would be, are, are there any new projects you'd like to share with us? The projects before us, really, we've been called into this particular work with Simply the Story. Uh, it's really what the Lord put on our hearts when we started uh, one night. When I, This is one of the things where the Lord used to call me out from Ireland, um, the UK, was that what if we could stay longer? What if we could be there to uh, coach people on site to do workshops rather than less intensely time-wise and just invest over time. Uh, what if, what if, what if? That was a lot of questions that came through and we just began to see it. I shared it, shared it with my wife. She got excited. We realized, and it was blessed by our church. I was able to, to my, my fellow leaders and the leadership team in my church blessed me to go and so right now we have 10 countries that have invited us to come and do this longer term work. And we're taking, because of the Lord's direction on this, uh, Mexico first, because we've invested quite a bit there. And we want to raise up Mexicans as we want to raise up people in, uh, in each of these other countries to become the leaders of um, the training and the uh, ministry of SDS, Simply the Story, and the God Story Project in their countries. And so we're going to invest time in that to enable that to happen. And the first one will begin in, uh, God willing, in January in Mexico. Thereafter, we have other places in Asia, Africa, and also Central and South America that, that are part of those, those 10 that want us to come. So that's really the project, is seeing people release to lead work workshops, uh, leading advanced training, and also the setting up of oral Bible schools in the countries where we would be going and the translation of the God Story project, uh, the God Story film into the different minority and any other languages in those countries that we go to where they have, it has not been previously translated. Yeah, a lot going on right there. If somebody'd like to connect with you personally, where's the best place for them to do that? If you want to connect personally, then go to <laughs> it's a cute website. I set it up because I knew it would be uh, helpful to folks remember. It's called not quite 
notquitehomeless.us. So notquitehomeless.us. That has our calendar of where the upcoming events, where we're going to be. And it has a contact us page where people can click on it and they can email me. Yeah, that's probably the, the best way because writing letters is not going to work anymore because <laughs> yeah. I don't have an address. Um, but people can also can access me um, through bt at simplythestory.org. Okay. So bt for Brian Thompson, bt at simplythestory.org. Excellent. I'd like to say just one more time, huge thank you for uh, your willingness to do this and for your patience in getting this all set up. So thanks, Brian. No worries. Thank you so much for bringing me in. I really appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. So there you have it, a bit of a monster episode. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Daryl Templeton. That's D-A-R-R-E-L-T-E-M-P-L-E-T-O-N. Engagingmissions.com slash Daryl Templeton. Or if you're listening in your favorite podcast app, there's a really good chance you can just tap or swipe or click to get there. So ch- check that out. You'll find links to Daryl and Mega Voice, as well as Brian Thompson and the various resources that we talked about. Next week, you're going to be hearing from Audrey Frank. We're going to be talking about her new book. We'll talk about honor and shame and specifically reaching Muslim women. Some really great stuff. I, I appreciated that conversation as well. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show by visiting engagingmissions.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Have it delivered to you right for free every time it's available. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for the show, please email those to me at feedback at engagingmissions.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. 